Shopify grows your business no matter how far or big you grow. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. Whether you're selling your fans' next favorite shirt or an exclusive piece of podcast merch, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. Allbirds, Rothy's, Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash income, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash income now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Welcome to the Postpartum Coach Podcast, where we embrace our needs as moms, we learn to lead ourselves first, then our families, and where we create our own healing from the inside out to find our way to the work we were meant to do in this world. I'm your host, a fellow mom of three and a certified life coach, Lizzie Langston. Hello, beautiful mamas. How are you this beautiful day? It really is a crispy, clean fall day outside. I love autumn. It's my favorite season. All right. So today I have an idea and a concept to help you understand your anxiety and to really assist you and give you clarity in your battle with it. I know sometimes it feels like a battle and I think this is going to help you understand your human brain in a very impactful way. So hang in there as I talk about anxiety snacking. I kind of have a, like a jazzy soothing voice today because (laughs) I'm a little hoarse. (laughs) Not sure why, but so it goes. I want to read a testimonial that just came in from one of my clients, Kaylin. She and I have been working together for about nine months and um, with her permission, I'm going to read her words. She said, before coaching, I was in the depths of my motherhood, drowning. Sometimes it literally felt like I couldn't breathe. I couldn't get out of bed in the morning. My husband would have to take off work to stay home and take care of me and the kids. I would daydream about leaving my family. I had it planned out. Leave the kids at the neighbors after my husband went to work, then head to the coast, drive till dawn. The worst is the guilt I felt that I was ruining my kids. The shame that I'm yelling at a toddler and the shame of having kids but not feeling motherly. My OB recommended that I go to a mental facility to work on my postpartum depression. The facility is three and a half hours away from where I live. I felt stuck. I vented to a friend about my situation, and that's when she introduced me to Lizzie Langston via Instagram. I watched some videos and followed her page for a while, intrigued but skeptical. After hearing her message and the trials Liz had faced during her own battle with postpartum depression, I finally decided to book a consult, and it has changed my life. The work is about changing your thoughts and feeling your emotions. The work is uncomfortable because it is changing you. But the first time I saw a little blip of the person I wanted to be, that's what sparked hope. Something that I hadn't felt in years after becoming a mom. I got these little blips here and there and they slowly accumulated. 
And for me, after so long of accumulating, change started to happen. It's been challenging and there have been a lot of tears, (laughs) but I can now bear to be touched by my toddler. I can bear to play with my kids. I can feel joy when my kids are playing together. I can go to bed at a decent time instead of feeling like I have to escape and binge watch Netflix until one in the morning. I can wake up early before the kids are up. I can get myself showered and even put on makeup if I so choose. I can ask for help. My husband hasn't had to worry about leaving me with the kids. More recently, I feel fun and feel like being silly. I've offered to watch my nieces and nephews. I can cook, clean, and do laundry. I can feed myself a decently balanced diet. I can enjoy my spouse instead of having to rely on him 100%. I can answer text messages and phone calls. I make plans with friends. Sometimes I have to look at the progress I've made and ask myself, who even is this person? She's so functional. And guys, it's me. It's really me. The person making dinner is me. The person waking up and taking care of her kids is me. That badass mom thinking better, more helpful thoughts, allowing space for her emotions is me. Check me out. I'm doing it. I was on the fence about getting coaching. I'm here today climbing my way out of postpartum depression, black hole, and beginning to thrive in my motherhood. I will never be on the fence when it comes to my mental health again. Oh, just take that in for a minute. Kaylin, I'm so proud of you as I am with all of my clients. And for some reason, this testimonial especially sparks a, you know, just strikes a chord in me because this is exactly where I was. I couldn't bear to be touched by my toddler either. And the tools of life coaching have helped me be in the front seat in my brain and in my life and be able to have not just my motherhood back, but my love and my passion and my just vivaciousness back. Um, and just like Kaylin said, it's not always easy. You guys, as you know, when we're transforming, when we are making changes in our life, the people we are right now come at odds. There's this friction between who we are now and who we want to be as you start to make the changes, but it's worth every effort. So we're going to dive into our lesson and podcast episode for today here in a minute, but I just wanted you to know that all you need is a vision. You don't need to be qualified for this work. You don't need to be good enough. You don't need to be prepared enough anything. You just need a vision of where you want to be and just cling to that. So come to the consult. If you guys want to work with me, come to the consult with a clear vision and be willing to do anything to get that vision and you will have it in time. I know it. And I can help you if you want help. LizzieLangston.com forward slash consult. All right. So I'm so pumped anxiety snacking. Are you ready for this? So by the way, if you're new here and if you're new postpartum and the struggle is new for you, I want you to just understand what I mean when I say anxiety. Okay. What that looks like, this is how you know if if this is you, is there's a lot of worrying and you might not even realize how often you're worrying. The way it might feel is you're just really disinterested in sex. You have a really hard time if plans change. You're just very inflexible 
You might even feel physical pain and aches and stiffness. Your body responds when you are in anxiety too. You might have diarrhea or stomach aches or headaches. You might have a really tight chest or a tight back. This is anxiety, okay? And when you are experiencing that, for me, I I was not an anxious person before having children. I don't think I ever really knew I was feeling anxious. Maybe one time in college when I was writing a paper and I procrastinated writing it and it was due the next day and it was a big part of our grade. That's kind of a thing. But other than that, for me, anxiety was completely new until babies. So if that's you, you're in good company and I'm just glad. I hope you can just like skip right into this episode and learn what I have for you today because it's going to make so much sense and give you so much clarity on why the sudden change? Why are you constantly worrying? Saving money on exterior wall lights. Now at Menards. Find your style with Patriot Lighting. Exterior lights enhance the look of your home. Choose from over 50 options from Patriot Lighting. Now through May 19th, get $10 instant savings on a single qualifying purchase of $100 or more on in-stock outdoor wall lights. Check out our entire selection of outdoor lights and see the rest of our deals happening now on Menards.com. Save big money at Menards. The first thing that's there is it's a new circumstance. Having a child, being responsible for a child... Or if you were already previously a mom, being responsible for now three children instead of two, or four children instead of three, or six children instead of five, whatever your case may be, it's a new circumstance. And with every new circumstance, there's a chance for our brain to think the same thoughts it was thinking before this baby came, or new ones. Typically, it goes to new ones. Makes sense, right? Our brain is always on the lookout to try to protect us. And it always has a preference for what's familiar and safe and the easiest and most comfortable. So when life changes, of course, our brain is going to change in in an effort to adapt and to protect us and to survive. Sometimes postpartum with the new circumstance of being responsible for a living, breathing human being. And this happens to husbands too, but let's stick with wives and mothers for now. Sometimes what that looks like is heightened anxiety, hyper awareness. As your brain does its best to wrap itself around all the new circumstances, here's what it does sometimes, which is what creates your anxiety. Your brain, which is a programmed problem solver, perceives if there's anything in its environment that it cannot control or seems like a threat or dangerous, it wants to fix it. There's one problem though with this brain's programming which is that there are lots of things in this lifetime, in this existence that we're in. The game of life is set up where we actually can't control a lot of things. So here inside of us, we have this brain that thinks it can and wants to control everything. And we'll do that endlessly until you tell it otherwise. And that literally is the sensation of anxiety is the brain trying to fix something that it actually cannot fix. And so it just keeps going back to it, keeps going back to it. We get more and more worked up in our body. We're essentially preparing for a battle that's never going to be fought because we can't ever win because there's things we can't control. Okay. So we have a brain that does that. And then we have this setup, this playground, this stage of life where the rules are humans don't control all the things the universe does. It's, there are tons of things that are outside of our control. For example, death and dying. Another example, sickness. Another example, injuries. Okay. All of these things 
We don't actually have control over. Sure, with coronavirus, for example, we can take precautions. We can wash our hands, wear gloves, wear masks, use hand sanitizer. We can stay in our house, but we still cannot actually control whether or not we get sick. Somebody could come to our house. They think they're clear of COVID and then they're not, right? Like you see how we can, there's a reasonable effort to mitigate risk of certain things, but in the end, we as humans are pretty powerless overall and our brains forget that. And so my coaching trains people and trains your brain, helps you train your brain to bring back its focus to the things it can control, which is where your power is. And that stops the sensation of anxiety in your body, the fireworks of fight or flight or freeze and all of the sensations that come with anxiety. Now you're like, Oh, that sounds so simple, but how do you actually bring your brain back to the things it can control? So there's a whole art to it. And that is what I do with my clients over the period of six months. So if this is something you really struggle with, I highly recommend you consider coaching and investing in your mental health, especially if it's something that is sucking up your vivaciousness and your presence with your children and is putting your motherhood at a lower kind of vibration than you want it to be. Come work with me. But today, regardless of where you are and how this is impacting you, I want to give you a a way of thinking about it that might be more familiar than you think and will be helpful. So we all are familiar with weight loss. Now, when I say weight loss, what do you think of? There's so many different approaches to losing weight. Some people are like, oh, it's just as simple as calories in calories out. Some people are like, no, you have to re-regulate your hunger hormones. Okay. So there's so many different approaches to weight loss, but I don't want you to get down in the weeds. Let's just keep it really simple. Let's pretend for the purposes of this analogy with anxiety, that weight loss is really just the calories in calories out. Okay. And so that means that if you want to lose weight for the purposes, again, of this analogy, you're going to be either eating less food or you're going to be eating more nutritious food, right? Now, I want you to think about this as anxiety in your brain, in our mental health. We can snack or eat, or I'm going to say think. We can be thinking thoughts that are nutritious, which means those are the ones that we actually can make a difference. It's a problem that's actually solvable. It's not based in the future, and it doesn't involve anybody else's decision right? Anybody else's agency or choice. So for example, whether to take a shower or not, whether to repaint our kitchen or not, whether to get our baby his first haircut or not. These are all things that we can just choose and decide. And even, even in some of those, like for example, the haircut, there might be somebody else's opinion involved, husband's opinion, right? If you guys share finances. So it's pretty, pretty narrow. The things that we can actually control and focus on. And there's a myriad of things that we cannot just like when you drive down the street, there are a myriad of options, food options in fast food restaurants and there and drive through. Right. And there's, if you go down the grocery store, there's a myriad of foods that are actually not nutritious, but they're available to you. So many. 
And we, it's up to us as the shopper in the grocery store when we're trying to lose weight, right? It's up to us to know which foods are going to, when we put them in our body, are going to create the result of losing weight, of our body using its fat stores and not storing any more fat. It's the same in our minds. It's up to us to know and to learn and to understand the thoughts that create anxiety and the ones that don't. So right now you might be feeling like you're at the effect of anxiety, like anxiety is just wreaking havoc in your body and taking over. But I want you to come back to where your power is, which is in the place of responsibility. It is our responsibility as a mom, especially if anxiety is coming up for the first time for us to learn what are the thoughts that I think that are in my brain that are available to me, that my brain sometimes takes off of the metaphorical shelves at the grocery store of my brain. What are the thoughts that create anxiety for me? And then it's our job to figure out how to redirect our brain to choosing the nutritious food for thought, the nutritious thoughts. So you're like, okay, that's pretty easy. I can do that. So I just need to know which types of thoughts create anxiety and are Are my brain focusing on things that are outside of my ability to control and which ones aren't? Which thoughts are nutritious and which ones are not? Which thoughts do I need to think less of to decrease my anxiety? So let's go over that. Let's go over typical snacks for our brain that make us metaphorically gain weight. So the first really unnutritious thought. The first thought that's going to make you gain weight or have anxiety going with the analogy is the what ifs. So this is a really great way to know that you're snacking on unhealthy thoughts that are going to create anxiety. What if my baby dies? What if we all get COVID? What if da, 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 da. Here's why this isn't actually healthy. Here's why this actually creates anxiety that you might not realize when you think a question Like what if dot, dot, dot. It sounds so harmless. Like we're just toying with the idea. We're just in maybe land, but that's not actually the case. Your brain, when it thinks a thought, what if my baby dies? For example, there is no, what if for your body, as soon as you think the, what if it creates a virtual reality as if that has actually happened. So even though in your brain, It seems innocent and it seems just like a hypothetical. Your brain thinking, what if my baby dies is actually my baby dies to your body. How it translates to your body is my baby dies. If you think, what if my mom can't come for Christmas? What actually happens in your body is my mom can't come for Christmas. My mom won't come. My mom isn't coming for Christmas. It's true. This is actually what happens. So notice as you go into the land of what ifs, which is where anxiety lives, if you didn't know, (laughs) it's the land of what ifs, you are actually creating real realities. It's as if you were throwing things into your future, dropping bombs into your future. That's what it feels like in your body. It's like when you think what if, it's like bomb went off and the anxiety just just drips all down your body and fills your chest and then it fills your stomach and then it fills your armpits and your hands and they're tight and they're sweaty. Okay. So no more thinking that the what ifs are harmless and I want you to listen for them and catch them. I'm educating you. If you were the person wanting to lose weight, 
you would need to get educated before going to the grocery store about which foods are going to help you lose weight when you put them into your body, about which foods to stop buying and about which foods to start buying and how much of them to eat. That's what I'm doing here with the what ifs. The next snack is that our brain kind of snacks on to create anxiety that's unhealthy and again, responsible for your quote weight gain, your anxiety buildup is a more obvious one, which is something like, I'm afraid my routine will go out the window or I'm afraid my kids will get quarantined at school. Okay. So we think we're just telling ourselves and like expressing feeling But what we're actually doing, even though we're saying, I'm afraid that you have to find the thought because that's, what's creating the anxiety. The thought is my kids will get quarantined. Okay. You take off the, I'm afraid that, and you put it in its proper order, which is thought and then feeling. So the thought is my kids will get quarantined and the feeling is fear. And then your body's response is as if they had already been quarantined. Your body responds immediately goes into protector mode and is now going to put your brain in hyper focus on how to prevent that from happening. But the truth is for this example with quarantine, let's just take that as an example. Is it actually possible for you to control that you've chosen? Let's say if your kids are in school, you've chosen to put them in school. And as part of being part of your school system, they have certain rules with, Hey, if this kid was exposed, they just quarantine at home. So it's part of the deal. So it's a waste of time or it's a buildup of anxiety calories, mentally speaking here to, to think thoughts like, and try to wrap your brain around trying to stop or prevent quarantine from happening. This is just an example, but this is where, this is where our brain goes. It wants to go where the fear is. So you have thoughts that are creating fear, which then creates anxiety because your brain and your body are trying to avoid the fear. It's really just your brain trying to avoid the fear. And so we're going to anxiety is the pain that we feel when we're afraid of something that we don't even know is going to happen. And even if it did happen, it would be out of our control And so anxiety is the pain and the excess just buzz in your body when your brain's best efforts to problem solve are bouncing right back in your face because they can't actually do anything. It's useless. No matter how many times you think about trying to prevent it, ultimately there is a limit to your control in the situation of your child being exposed to COVID, right? America, we are endowed by our creator with certain unalienable rights, life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. At Grand Canyon University, we believe in equal opportunity, and the American dream starts with purpose. By honoring your career calling, you impact your family, your friends, and your community. The pursuit to serve others is yours. Find your purpose at Grand Canyon University. Private, Christian, affordable. Visit gcu.edu. Let's do another one. Let's do one more example. Let's say you really want to nurse. You don't want to stop nursing, but your baby isn't feeding well. And she's not with nursing and with how it's going right now. She's not getting the food that she needs. And you're at this crossroads where you're like, okay, do I supplement? Do I keep feeding her and just maybe try to pump and do some research and try to get my milk supply up? And as you're in this crossroads, your brain 
is afraid of quitting nursing because you would feel really sad and you're maybe like, oh, her nutrition maybe wouldn't be the most optimal and that's what I want for her. Okay. And so you are hyper-focusing. Your brain goes into problem-solving mode. It is snacking on a circumstance and about and around and under all over the circumstance of your baby being able to continue nursing when you don't actually have control of it. Why don't you have control of it? Because your baby might decide she's just done. Or maybe the challenges that are coming up for her, you know, whether it's a cleft lip or something like that, anything that's happening that's keeping her from being able to nurse, maybe she's not able to overcome those. This is something that you might not be able to control. And for every moment that you, as the steward of your thoughts, are allowing them to be snacking on a circumstance of about which you actually don't have control, right? Your baby nursing, you just get anxiety buildup in your body. It's just like when you eat unhealthy, unnutritious foods and you just keep eating them and keep eating them, you're going to gain weight. Now you could be feeling overwhelmed right now. You could be like, oh my gosh, I have so much work to do, (laughs) right? We all do. When we are first coming into the world of anxiety management, this is what it feels like is like, okay, as soon as you start to learn about how to manage it, you're like, but how will I ever do that? My brain runs so fast, Lizzie. It runs so fast and I'm all, I I don't even know it. I'm like, there I am trying to fall asleep. And the next thing I know, full-blown panic attack. How the heck am I supposed to get in there and manage this? That's exactly why I do what I do, my friends. I work with mothers for six months. We take it a step at a time. The place that we start is in your body because you don't know this yet. And this is what I teach my clients, but your body can actually be a refuge from the storm of anxiety in your mind. So I teach my clients how to use their body and take advantage of the fact that they have calm and the ability to produce calm in their body, even when their mind is not calm. Then what happens is your mind calms down after that. And from there, we can sort out the thoughts that are creating the anxiety, root them out, redirect, and do the work of managing. Okay. So this is the work that I'm offering you. This is on the table. I'm here for you guys. You just want to book a consult with me. If you want to get through this, all you need is a vision. Like I said earlier, all you need is a vision. All you need is a desire. You deserve to do this work and you're totally capable of it. I will help you. LizzieLangston.com forward slash consult. And I'll talk to you then. Bye-bye. Hey, Lizzie here. I've helped dozens of postpartum moms just like you to manage their postpartum anxiety and deconstruct their postpartum depression. It's really easy for me. So if you're ready to feel better, I know the way. Let's chat on the phone. Set up a time by going to lizzielangston.com forward slash consult. It's pretty simple and I will be calling you soon. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, 
which is music to his ears. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.